Good morning. Today is Tuesday, May 26th, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalms 97 and 99, 1 Samuel 16, 1 through 13a, Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, and Matthew 8, 18 through 27. We begin on page 77 of the Book of Common Prayer. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your word incarnate, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Jesus Christ has ascended into heaven. Come, let us adore Christ. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For our Savior is a great God and a great ruler above all gods. In God's hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are God's also. The sea is God's, for God made it, and God's hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For this is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to God's voice. Alleluia. Christ, our Savior, has ascended into heaven. Come, let us adore Christ. Alleluia. Psalm 97 God is ruler, let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all around God. 
Righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. Fire goes before God and consumes God's adversaries on every side. God's lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before God, before God of all the earth. The heavens proclaim God's righteousness, and all the peoples behold God's glory. All worshippers of images are put to shame, those who make their boast in worthless idols. All gods bow down before God. Zion hears and is glad, and the towns of Judah rejoice, because of your judgments, O God. For you, O God, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. God loves those who hate evil. God guards the lives of God's faithful. God rescues them from the hand of the wicked. Light dawns for the righteous and joy for the upright in heart. Rejoice in God, O you righteous, and give thanks to God's holy name. Psalm 99. God is ruler. Let the peoples tremble. God sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. God is great in Zion. God is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is God, mighty King, lover of justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Extol God. Worship at God's footstool. Holy is God. Moses and Aaron were among God's priests. Samuel also was among those who called on God's name. They cried to God, and God answered them. God spoke to them in the pillar of cloud. They kept God's decrees and the statutes that God gave them. Oh, God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Extol God and worship at God's holy mountain, for our God is holy. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verses 1 through 13a. God said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And God said, Take a heifer with you, and say, I have come to sacrifice to God. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded, and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling, and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to God. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely God's anointed is now before God. But the, 
But God said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For God does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither has God chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shema pass by, and he said, Neither has God chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, God has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. God said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of God came mightily upon David from that day forward. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Today we're using a canticle from the morning prayer in Celtic Daily Prayer, Book 2, Farther Up and Farther In, which is a book of the Northumbrian community. Christ is a light, illumine and guide me. Christ is a shield, overshadow me. Christ under me, Christ over me, Christ beside me on my left and my right. This day be within and without me, lowly and meek, yet all-powerful. Be in the heart of each to whom I speak, in the mouth of each who speaks unto me. This day be within and without me, lowly and meek, yet all-powerful. Christ is a light, Christ is a shield, Christ beside me on my left and my right. A reading from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. For this reason I bow my knees before God, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of God's glory, God may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through God's Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to the one who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than, we can a- than all we can ask or imagine, to God be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Canticle B, found in Enriching Our Worship, Volume 1, A Song of Pilgrimage. Before I ventured forth, even while I was very young, I sought wisdom openly in my prayer. In the forecourts of the temple I asked for her, and I will seek her to the end. From first blossom to early fruit, she has been the delight of my heart. My foot has kept firmly to the true path. Diligently from my youth have I pursued her. I inclined my ear a little and received her. I found for myself much wisdom and became adept in her. To the one who gives me wisdom will I give glory. 
for I have resolved to live according to her way. From the beginning I gained courage from her, therefore I will not be forsaken. In my inmost being I have been stirred to seek her, therefore have I gained a good possession. As my reward the Almighty has given me the gift of language, and with it will I offer praise to God. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 8, verses 18 through 27. Now when Jesus saw great crowds around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. A scribe then approached and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of his disciples said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their own dead. And when Jesus got into the boat, his disciples followed him. A windstorm arose on the sea, so great that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and woke him up, saying, God save us, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a dead calm. They were amazed, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Let us use as an affirmation of faith um, the one that has been written by John Schimminger of St. John's Grace Episcopal, based on one of our readings today, Ephesians 3, 14-17. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We use suffrages set A. They begin on page 97 of the Book of Common Prayer. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world. For only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. 
Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, the ruler of glory, you have exalted your word incarnate Jesus Christ with great triumph to your sovereignty in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Heavenly Creator, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before you for all members of your Holy Church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now is the time to share, or the time that I, I usually share a few thoughts on the readings. And today my thoughts are kind of coming, I guess, in the form Is going to say in the form of prayers, um, and I think that's true to an extent, or perhaps not as as well organized as the liturgical prayers that we were used to. <laughs> um, our Psalms, Psalms ninety-seven and ninety-nine, they really. There are a couple of verses that really stood out to me there. In Psalm 97, particularly verse 10, this is my prayer for us, that God guards our lives, that God rescues us from the hand of the wicked. And that hand of the wicked can be anything. It can be a self-destructive thought. It can be a negative image. Wickedness takes so many forms without and within, and so may God save us from them all. For God is, as Psalm 99 tells us, ruler over all. 
but God is a just ruler. When we call on God, God speaks to us. God is not inaccessible or unattainable. And as verse 8 tells us, God answers us. God responds to us. And God forgives us. And these two things together, God forgives us but avenges our wrongdoings. So it's not forgiven and dismissed. It's forgiven and made right. And I think that that is incredibly powerful to remember in those times of self-condemnation. That when we sought God's forgiveness, we were forgiven and it was done and God has already put at work making it right. So the wounds that we created, God is healing them. God is using them for God's glory. I myself am prone to look back over my life and continue to beat myself up for things that I did as a teenager, as a child, like down to something I said 30 years ago. So let, let us take a moment here and pray for true acceptance of forgiveness and justice that we may truly lay down these things that, that we have given to God. That we, we may stop picking back up these burdens. God, empty our hands of the unnecessary burdens that we have carried so that we may carry instead your love. Now our Old Testament reading, there's definitely a message here, I think, in the very first line. How long will you grieve over Saul? God asks. And to me, the question asked today is, how long will you be stuck in your disappointment? How long until you let go of the thwarted plan that you had and open your eyes to God's plan. I believe that God is, is so responsive that God ensures that God's plan is met even when our actions and the actions of others don't match the plan. In other words, it's not that it's a plan B, it's a different way of achieving the plan that always was. So let us let go of our concepts of how that is to be executed and see what God has for us. And this is very much related to Samuel not recognizing David, thinking that the, the, the outer package spoke to God's choice. And of course, 
the message here is clear that we don't have God's eyes to see. It says here, God sees to the heart. May God give us eyes to see. And not eyes to see and condemn. I think we can misread this this verse that way, that uh, God saw the heart of Eliab and it was not pure enough, right? And I know, I don't think that's the point at all here. I don't think the point is ever condemnation. But rather, let us see to our hearts and recognize in them the love that is, is God and is from God. Let us recognize in ourselves and others the divine. And then I think it's very interesting that David was anointed in the presence of his brothers. This reminds me a bit of Psalm 23. You will anoint my head with oil. You will set my table in the presence of my enemies. Sometimes those closest to us, whether family of origin or other quote-unquote family, can be the most wounding, the most blind or asleep or whatever manifestation of impediment to that path that we were just talking about. So God, let us, God, remove all impediments to our path and let us not be impediments to others. Particularly, God, as I love and guide my son, let me not be an impediment to him on his journey. Let me guide him in his discovery of self and purpose and path. Amen. Now, our epistle reading, as I mentioned when we were affirming our faith, is is the passage from which the affirmation of faith is drawn. And it is also a long-standing prayer that I have for Jack. And it goes something like this. God, creator of all, Strengthen Jack in his inner being through your spirit. Christ, dwell in Jack's heart through faith. Root Jack in love. Ground Jack in love. May Jack have the power to comprehend with deep heart wisdom, like all your saints, the immensity of your love, O God. To truly know with the bone-deep, inexplicable knowledge the love of Christ that surpasses all understanding, all information gathering, all data, and all rationalization. May Jack instead know with a knowing that is deeper than anything we can access on the surface. A knowing that gets to the root of all things, that finds the rhythm of the heartbeat of all creation. May Jack know in this way 
the way of knowing that is so deep that we don't even have a word for it. May he know like this your love. So deep that it dwells within him, that it is part of his being. That it is in and around and through him. That your love and his very existence are intertwined, giving life to each other. In this way, may Jack be filled with your fullness, God, the fullness of love. Amen. And that brings me to our gospel reading. So here, Jesus goes over to the other side. He withdraws from the crowds. Sometimes Jesus is in the crowd and goes to the crowd or allows the crowd to come to him. Sometimes Jesus seeks solitude and sometimes, as in this passage, God or Jesus withdraws with his disciples. And it's not it's not that any one of these states is better than another. It is not that solitude is more divine. And I think that we can take our example here. Sometimes we find God in the crowd. Sometimes we are with God and alone. Sometimes we are with God and a, and a few chosen friends. And so we receive God in all of these places and it's through, through our awareness, and I'm choosing the word awareness as opposed to the word discernment here for a reason, but it's through, it's through our awareness that we can recognize what is needed in each time. And it just is according to the context. So Jesus has drawn away with the disciples and or he's about to draw away. He's given orders to go over to the other side and he's approached and the scribe wants to follow him and Jesus says that he and, and son of man means, according to my commentary, and I, I think I agree with this one, has at least three senses in Matthew. Jesus is a human being. Jesus is a figure who must suffer and die. And Jesus is divine judge at the end of days. So we see son of man mean these, the, these three different things throughout Matthew. In this particular instance, it, it's the first sense. Jesus is a human being. So Jesus, this human being, has nowhere to lay his head. There is no home for Christ on earth. And, and also I think the subtext there is there is no rest. And so, we can definitely feel like that. I, I sometimes feel like, oh God, in this spiritual struggle, I can go no further. I have no place to rest. I cry out to you for rest. And so despite the fact 
that Jesus, the human being, has no place to lay his head. In the middle of the storm in the boat, he is asleep. So there is rest. God comes to us. Home comes to us. A place of safety and sanctuary, a space to rest. And so that's my prayer for all of us today, that that we may find rest and peace and trust, godly trust, trust in God, even in the midst of chaos, the midst of the storm, whatever it is that we are going through right now, may our souls find rest in God. Amen. So that, those are the thoughts that I have on our readings today, friends. Thank you very much for being with me and for listening to me. Let's take a moment and lift up in prayer. Let's hold in the light all of those whom we pray for by name. Amen. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your creation, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by the grace of Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. 
Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.